0: Welcome to the Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I'm Karen Hatcher here with Jordan Hall. You may be wondering why you're hearing my voice instead of Jordan's because this is a special episode of the podcast. We had Scott Hartnell on to talk about the Flyers Hall of Fame alumni game coming up. But because we wanted to get this podcast out to you bright and early this morning because there is a ticket giveaway that starts, drops when this podcast drops, we are recording this on Wednesday, which means the Flyers have not yet played the Toronto Maple Leafs. So if anything we say seems like it's aged, Or if we don't talk about the game at all, that's because in our world, it hasn't happened yet. So to all of you guys, our future listeners out there, thank you for tuning into the Flyers Talk podcast. I'm going to turn it over now to Jordan Hall, who has more information on that ticket giveaway to the upcoming Flyers Hall of Fame alumni game. Very exciting event. Very cool stuff. Lots and lots and lots of big, big names playing in this game. Jordan, tell the people what you know.
1: Karen, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, and uh, if you want to win free tickets to the alumni game on November 15th, Monday of next week, 7 p.m. Eastern time, go to our Instagram page at NBCS Philly, and you will learn all about how you can win free tickets. The contest is open right now as you're listening, and it goes until Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So get to our Instagram page and you will find out how you can possibly win Free tickets to the alumni game, a very exciting event. I know Terrence's pumped for it. I'm pumped for it. And we have an interview ahead with Scott Hartnell, who's playing in the game, who's going to be talking to us about the game. He's also going to talk about the current team as well, stuff that you'll really enjoy.
0: So without further ado, let's toss it over to my uh, analyst on Flyers pre and post game live. Also my part-time life coach, as you will find out throughout this interview, uh, Scott Hartnell. Oh, and also former Philadelphia Flyer, I should mention, Scott Hartnell.
1: Pumped up to be joined by the Scott Hartnell, former Flyer and current pre and post game live analyst. Scott, thanks <laughs> so much. He's pointing to his Flyers hat as we speak. I love it. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Is that
0: the new one that the guys got that you were that you were trying to get, or is that an old Flyers hat?
2: This is this is. I've had this for a bunch of years. I think it might be like real old. Uh, it's not the Flyers orange that it is now. So. I'm not sure when uh, I want when the I one with the actually.
0: stripe that the guys are wearing in the press conference now. Those ones are really nice. We were talking about them off air the other day. That's, I'll, that's I'll, see,
2: I'll, like. I'll see what I can do for you, Taryn. I got a lot more pull thank around you. the rink than you do.
0: so. I, I am well aware, Scott. <laughs> I'm very aware. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Scott. I'm so stoked yeah, you're thanks. here. I can't yeah, wait for everyone you. to see what our, what our relationship <laughs> is like behind the scenes.
1: There we go. Uh, I, really, I really was pumped to have you, Taryn. Uh, I think she is excited, too. Um, yeah. yeah it, it, it's very fitting that you're wearing that throwback flyers hat because we do have the alumni game coming up. You will be playing in it. It's next Monday, November 15th. Scott, is there any former teammate uh, that you're excited to play with or maybe even excited to chirp a little bit?
2: Uh, I'm excited to see a couple of my old linemates, uh, Joffrey Lupul, Scotty Upshaw, uh, I think Adam Hall is coming in as well. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Mike Canubel uh, to see him and, and you know, just, just to see the, the old timers too, you know, Joe Watson's going to be playing and, and obviously to celebrate, uh, you know, the big night, that's the next night, Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett, they'll be around as well. So there, there's so many, you know, names because the franchise has been around for, you know, 50, over 50 years. So I'm just excited to uh, be, be a part of it, be lucky enough to be in the area to come and, and, uh, you know, probably snipe a few goals, too.
0: <laughs> well, no, that's the perfect segue, because it's like, what is what is the mindset like when, you know, you mentioned it's players across a lot of decades. So, you know, you're probably one of like the younger, more active guys, I would I would think in terms of <laughs> stop. This is the one compliment you're going to get this entire <laughs> podcast. Scott. Uh, but what's like what is what goes through your mind? Is there any part of you that's like, yeah, I'm going to go like a little hard here and then maybe I'll lay off or what actually goes through your mind is like a former player who, you know, wants to entertain, probably wants to win a little bit, but also like, it's all in good fun.
2: Yeah, it, it is in good fun. But I think if you ask probably every guy, uh, you know, whether, whether they keep in shape or uh, play a different sport or whatever, like they're, they go all out. Right. And, and it's not like we're going to be going all out and, pulling our groins and uh you know that kind of stuff but you know when you get that chance to to shoot you're gonna try and uh, try and score you're gonna try and you know make those nice passes and you know obviously uh, to get back to break up somebody else on a breakaway i'm sure we'll be skating hard for that too but uh it is for fun and you know i don't think i'm gonna mess around with uh, the big E and the corners or, or nothing like that I, I'll, I'll stay away from him but uh you know riley cote another guy i'll stay away from so there, there's uh uh, just it'll be a lot of good times and just good memories for the people that will be in the stands and, and just to see the the generations of, of players and kind of the older guys, obviously uh, the tougher ones and the, you know, me, uh, you know, I wouldn't say tough, but just the daddy bees and and those guys that are more skilled the way that hockey's going now. So it'd be pretty cool.
0: I know Darian said he wanted to, like, run you into the boards as much as possible, <laughs> so maybe stay well, away from Darian Hatcher, too.
2: <laughs> I will. I turned too hard on the show the other night.
1: <laughs> you played a long time in Nashville, but I know you, you live in this area, and you really consider it home in many ways. Does that say a lot about the Flyers family, that really, once you're connected, um, you're, you're really connected?
2: Yeah, it, they, they treat us so good. And, and uh, Brad Marsh, the head of uh, the alumni for the Flyers, does uh, one heck of a job uh, trying to make sure everyone's aware what's uh, available for the players, uh, you know, health insurance-wise. If you're an older guy, uh, you know, tickets are available. Uh, uh, little groups get together for uh, for dinners and, and beers and, and whatnot. So it, it's it's kind of just really cool. And they're just, just so generous to, to us. And, you know, uh, you just feel lucky, I guess, to have this kind of, a uh, uh, alumni and, and it's all spearheaded by Brad Marsh, like I said. So, um, you know, he deserves many, many thanks for the the hours and hours that he puts into, uh, to the alumni and, and just everyone's uh, very appreciative of him.
0: Can you give us a peek behind the curtain? Is it like that? Is it as close in other cities as it is here? Because you even see guys who played like a few years here and then went and played longer somewhere else. And they end up settling back in south jersey and you hear them about like golfing with you or playing tennis with you and chemo like it seems like the flyers network is so intertwined and i kind of just assumed it was probably like that everywhere else but then i've heard from time to time that like no the flyers alumni is a is a crazy close group
2: it's it's cool and i think when if if families do here, like uh, nick schultz for example his kids are in uh haddonfield school system and you know, just how great that is and how, you know, the kids can walk to and from school and, and, you know, you don't feel that something bad's going to happen to them. Uh, You know, God forbid that that stuff does happen sometimes, but, you know, here is just a a, a close knit community. We've met some friends outside of hockey with uh, the kids our age and, you know, you just feel, we feel really comfortable. And, uh, you know, my wife's family is from here, which helped uh, obviously the decision to come back as well too. So uh, lots of things kind of factor into it uh, uh, one way or another, but, you know, uh, looking at, you know, Nashville and Columbus, the other two teams that i played, they've been in the league for uh, since 98, I believe both of them and don't have the alumni that the Flyers have just because of the years uh, they've been in the league. But, uh, you know I'm sure they'll get there at this point, but the flyers are are just first class all the way when you play with the flyers, so just the facilities and and what they do for these kids now and then obviously, for the alumni uh, we're we're treated pretty pretty sweet as well.
1: This really is an awesome event coming up it's a great event for fans too all ticket proceeds benefit flyers charities and flyers alumni. Uh, but like we said, it is a really cool event for fans. Scott, I'm sure you hear from fans daily as you're out and about doing things does it ever get old hearing from fans
2: uh not really uh it, it's it's good to i guess stroke the ego every once in a
0: <laughs> once in a while i was gonna uh, say you know? i hope you say what you said in the news the other day because <laughs> scott goes do you ever get recognized when you're out and i'm like yeah now and no, then no, no, like whatever and i said do people come up and talk to you and he was like oh yeah if i need like an ego stroke i'll get <laughs> center city i was like, like it, scott oh it's wild like
2: i just walking around and and you know, when we didn't have kids and you know, now it's a little different. Don't go downtown as much, obviously with COVID and all that crap. But uh pre that stuff, just walking around and you know, Scotty, hey, you know, yeah. FedEx driver, hey, you know, like just kind of <laughs> just shooting, shooting everywhere, right? But it's uh it is what it is. Uh, not so much in, in Adfield, but um it just makes you feel good that you you know, uh, touched people's lives, I guess. You've gave them something to laugh about, something to cheer for when you're played and that's uh, that's probably the coolest thing about being an NHL hockey player
0: so one of our one of like behind the scenes one of my favorite moments when Scott's in studio is before after pregame show ends and before the game starts I always go upstairs to grab like a pretzel from media row whatever and Scott always comes upstairs with me normally like some other Flyers alumni are up there whatever and it's me Joe our producer and Scott and we go up the elevator. And then people are getting off to go to their balcony level seats, and we're waiting for them to get off the elevator while we go back on once we get our food to go back downstairs. And people will walk right by me and Scott, especially with his new haircut, they'll walk right by me and Scott with masks on. And then they turn back and they're like, oh, damn is that Scott? And Scott's like, yeah, hi guys. It's like, oh my God, you're my wife's favorite or whatever. And like every time it takes them a second and it's so funny because Scott's so normal. like, And they're just like in awe. And I'm like, guys, he's, He's
2: you normal, use just, you he's you relax. use the right uh, verbiage there. They usually say something worse uh, than uh, "oh geez." <laughs> oh like, yeah,
0: oh. well, like my blank. mom listens blank. to the
1: podcast, so I got to
0: reel it in. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, know. it's 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 hilarious. So people are just they they get that starstruck, and uh, I'm not sure if I've ever been like that somebody else but like it's just it's kind of hard to uh, understand but it's it's cool at the same time it makes you feel good
0: so when it comes to the alumni game Scott I'm curious because I saw you skating with your son who's like learning how to skate the other day but what is what is Scott Hartnell prep like for this alumni game like are you like working the stick a little bit trying to get ready trying to get like the touch back on the puck or are you just like screw it I'm gonna go in blind
2: uh, I'll probably go in blind. I do, there's no excuses why I can't. I got a little like uh, mini hockey rink, the uh, uh, polyglide ice that you can skate on and stuff like that. It, it's kind of uh, 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 good for kids anyway that can just kind of go around. So I should work on my shot a little bit, but I, sometimes I'm a little too lazy at night where so I don't want to go down and do it. But uh, I'll, I'll be going in blind and uh, I haven't skated like actually hard uh, uh except for when he did the alumni versus the ed snyder kids that uh, are uh-huh. in their 20 20s now that when it started that with the ed snyder hockey foundation so that was the last time i skated and that was probably three and a half four years ago something like that so uh i might pull a grind. i just don't i don't I was want gonna to say if you call
0: out the show after the alumni game i'm never gonna let you live it down
1: like <laughs> that's what i see i can't uh, that's imagine god oh. that's amazing um and speaking of the fans a little bit more we we spoke with Danny Breer and he said what he loved about the fans was like they'll come up and remind him of like these these memorable games or moments that they they still remember it is there one moment that fans whenever they see you like they they tend to bring up the most
2: uh probably maybe me throwing my glove on a guy on a breakaway uh that's that's probably the one that that I get chirped about the mouth, Ah, chirped, but just like, Oh, remember that. That was stupid. I'm like, yeah, I know it was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so tired. Um, but you know, the, the, the uh, playoff run we had in 2010, just how, how good everyone was playing and uh, you know, had a really good finals there with Danny B and Billy Lano. So that was, uh, that's pretty neat to obviously people talk about that, but um, I don't know. There's just you know a lot of memories to talk about. The outdoor games, uh, you know, the hat tricks, a couple of late overtime goals uh, that I had as well. So it's a uh, uh, you, you get a mixed bag of of what people remember. But it's it's just cool to see you know kids that are you know fifteen, sixteen now that are like, oh, remember that when uh, I was nine and you gave me a stick or you know yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, obviously I don't remember. Like yeah, you've done it so many times, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember and it. But it, it, it's so <laughs> You want to remember, but it is so it it happens all the time. It's just really cool to hear those stories.
0: How often? Because it's what I get most frequently when people like message me about you. How often are people like asking you about when you're gonna grow your hair back out?
2: Uh quite a bit. Now well, now it's kind of that's the back. number like one
0: little... DM I get. It's like, <laughs> so what is Scott gonna grow his hair back out? And I'm like, I don't know, it's not really my wow, it's... you should put that back on.
2: It's kind of growing out now. <laughs> Separate looks like a skunk just guys,
0: up there. Uh, some guy tweeted us. Jordan, you'll appreciate this. Some guy tweeted us, and hey, I, oh, it's the guy who's like fake Coatsy on Twitter, and was like, "Yeah, Scott Hartnell looks like he's in a wind tunnel. We need to get him some goggles for the next pregame show." Like I'm skydiving.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god,
0: good times.
1: Uh, do you want to talk about the
0: current team, Jordan?
1: Yeah, let's shift gears. Uh, I'll I'll get right into it, Scott. Um, you played with a lot of these guys. Uh, guys that were obviously with the Flyers. Me, you were here. Kay uh, Atkinson, Ryan Ellis, who were teammates elsewhere, so you really know this team. Do you do you think this team is legit, and do you think it can make a run if it does eventually get into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, it comes down to you know number one goaltending. and Carter has looked amazing thus far. It's uh, you know I know we're only 10, 11, 10 games into the season, but he's uh, he's been on fire. Uh, Martin Jones, when he's played, he's uh, obviously three and zero, so that's that's pretty neat as well. But you know I think they're they're playing good, great defensive hockey. And last year they were playing pathetic defensive hockey. I don't think that they were just, it it looked like they were going through the motions and whatever happened, happened. And there was no care this, this year, they care about their defensive responsibilities. They care about they're having the high, uh, you know, third man high there. Everyone's reloading. So everyone's getting back. And, and, and you can talk about the offensive side of the game. They're scoring some goals. G's unreal. Cam's had a good start. Um, You know, JBR's chipped in. Scotty Vaughton gotten some big goals lately. So Coots has been awesome. TK has been flying out there. You go right down the list. Everyone's doing their thing offensively, but just how they play away from the puck when they don't have it, getting it back. That's what I love right now.
0: Well, you brought it up. Like Claude Giroux looks like he unaged like four years off his, I mean, he looks so fast. He looks so on it so far this season. Like what he's your buddy. Well, what is he doing? Like what is going on with him that he seems like there's a bit of Benjamin button to (laughs) He he literally looks like he did four seasons ago, pre that that injury that really seemed to take him out for like a a year, even after it was healed.
2: I think that you know maybe the chemistry with uh, Coots and TK—they've been together now for for a while—and you know just him having something to prove. He's got he doesn't have a contract uh, past this season, so he's playing for that as well. Whether he wants to make big money somewhere else or or just to show people in Philly he still got it at you know 33 or whatever age. uh, that he is. So, um, he's, he's playing like a man possessed. He's his shot mm. looks harder. It's more accurate. He's, 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 the passes are always there for Quo. That's, that's the, that's a given for him every night. So, um, you know, just the, the timely goals that he scored, that's, I guess he does that all the time too, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's just been playing, uh, just solid, solid hockey. And and when your captain, your leader is doing that, that just filters throughout the whole group and you just know you can count on him.
1: Scott, with Ryan Ellis, I think some people, or at least some fans, are frustrated that he's been hurt and he's missed some games early on. But how good is he when he's on the ice?
2: Well, yeah, you only saw two games, and he had that one backdoor uh, goal who had top shelf. and but those That's the kind of stuff you can see from him. His shot is wicked. Uh, he slows the game down so, like, just – he's so calm with it. The first pass is always on the tape. Uh, you know, in the neutral zone, he can, he can hit the guy stretching through the middle. Uh, just a lot of things that he does well. It's just, it's, it's a puck control game for Ryan Ellison and, and he loves having that puck on a stick. And uh, you know, I think him and Provy, obviously they had a couple games and they look solid together. Everyone else was slotted properly behind him. It wasn't Justin Braun. Justin was on the, the third pair playing the, his minutes, the PK minutes that he, that he gets. So he's asked to play, step up and play some more, which he's been unreal too. He's had a great start to the season. So uh, when some in, in one of your big boys' uh, absences, you need guys to step up, and Bronner's done that, and and even Nick Sealer, he's he's played solid uh, uh, given his time out on the ice as well.
0: So, when it comes to this Flyers team last year, it kind of seemed like they didn't have an identity, or their identity was kind of that they were all over the place. But I, I get curious sometimes when it comes to like team identities and all these things that we talk about in the media. Is it something more that? that we conjure up, like we want to know what to expect from this team, or does it actually matter to the players? Because now we're seeing, we're trying to figure out, all right, what's the identity of this team going to be? They seem like they're tougher to play against. They looked a lot harder to play against when they played Washington, but at the beginning of the year, they were scoring a ton of goals. Now they're not, but their goaltending's great. great. Does, does any of that stuff actually matter to players? Like, do you guys yeah. care that you establish an identity, a personality of the team?
2: Yeah, I think more like on certain lines, they have their their own identity, right? Where the fourth line with Thompson and McEwen and and Brown or Cubell, you know, those guys are are fast. They're hard. They got to hit. They're uh, being annoying, you know, that that kind of stuff. And obviously the the top three lines there, obviously they have their identity too. But, you know, I think if you look, if you're a coaching staff and, and Chuck Fletcher throughout the summer, I think you're asking yourself, what, what the heck is our identity? Because we had nothing this past year. Uh, it was, it was hard to watch. It was, you know, just so loose and, and just giving up shots on your goaltender and he was letting them in. And, um, you know, so I think if you, if you, if I was part of the coaching staff, I'd be like, okay, we need to have a hard identity uh, team that's hard to play against, and how how are we going to kind of instill that into our team? And I'm sure that, uh, you know, I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure that's one thing that they talked about in training camp, in meetings, you know, how to reload, how to uh, get back, how to get the puck back uh, quicker and, and good gaps on defensemen. And, you know, our goal is we're going to shut the door when there is a breakdown. So um, you, you look at that, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've seen thus far is that they're playing uh, the proper way, and that's that's being a team that's hard to play against.
0: On the note of the goaltending, are you surprised at all at how quickly Carter Hart has regained, it seems like, the team's trust, the trust of the fans? He's looked really, really solid. It felt like after the way last year went, he was really going to have to, like, dig himself out of that situation. And he's kind of come in, and it seems like the team certainly feels like he's capable of bailing them out in any given game. And the fan base is, it seems like, fully back on board with, okay, last year was a fluke. Did it, does it surprise you at all that it has happened so quickly with him after the way last year went?
2: Uh, well, just uh, luckily they're not in Toronto where they're throwing the, the heart jerseys on the ice and you can't get them back <laughs> after having <laughs> one bad year, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You got to have faith in your, your goaltender and, uh, you know, I think the, the year and a half prior to uh, last year's uh, it was just a one-off year in COVID and, you know, him being a young kid and how close he is with his family, couldn't see him, can't have mom and dad come cook you a meal. And, uh, you know, it was hard on, you know, me, I didn't see my parents for a while. They didn't get to meet my daughter, which was, uh, you know, heartbreaking as well too. So, um, you look at all that and then him having a, a, a unreal summer, uh, came into camp in unreal shape, uh, I think he was one of the tops in all the physical, uh, testings that the flyers did so you look at that you're like oh man this guy came to play and everyone else is a little bit more uh their uh, chests are puffed out a little bit and you know ab's looking at him and, and we talked about it Taryn uh, you know he's actually gave him a couple compliments after the yeah. first game and it's like man this We're is like, not what? normal <laughs> uh so you know uh, all these things kind of combine, and, and all of a sudden everyone's a believer again right and and if you look uh, ahead throughout this season if carter has a good next couple of months he's going to be the the number one goaltender for the canadian olympic team which is uh he's on the short list for that so that's uh, you think about that the, the, the goalies that have been on that team you had carrie price for uh, I'm, uh i think one or two olympics you had um uh oh god Luongo for a year uh, uh two Olympics then you had Brodeur for two or three Olympics as well before that so if he's part of that elite group and what he can do for a franchise that's uh that's pretty unreal
0: Jordan did you know he was tops in conditioning I didn't know that
2: I did
1: not no I heard uh, like Scott he
0: Scott's was inside track breaking news from Scott Hartnell Carter Hart, top of
1: the conditioning Woo. charts I did not Woo. know that
0: this <laughs> is why this is why we bring him on the show ladies and gentlemen. Kind of insider information.
1: Scott has the scoop and he also had the scoop on Cam Atkinson. I think he joined us on the Flyers Talk podcast the day of that trade. Uh, so that was much appreciated. And my final question will be about Cam, Scott. I, I know he's one of your best friends. You talk to him a lot. How excited has he been about this start in Philly for him? Uh,
2: it, it's just great. I think when when you uh, – I wouldn't say he was in a rut in Columbus, but uh, you get used to something and you just you're comfortable. And – you know, to kind of get, I guess, slapped in the face and, Hey, you got just, tra- <laughs> you just got traded uh, for Jake Borchek. You're going to Philly. And, and he's like, it wasn't, Oh man, I wanted to be here forever, which is a really cool thing to do. There's not many teams, uh, players that get to play in one team for their whole career and have a legacy in that city. And, um, you know, I think he thought of, uh, uh, us and we thought of Kevin Hayes and and just the team how that kind of the trades that we're gonna make and and uh, talking to Chuck Fletcher we're not done yet uh, we're gonna go get a couple more guys and they get Brissard as buddy you know so he was like there was no reason for him to look in the rear view mirror, right? He was looking ahead and, and you could just tell right from, you know, basically <laughs> he got the phone call when he's on the toilet that uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was excited to, uh, to come to Philadelphia and he's got a nice house uh, in a nice area close to us. So yeah, I've seen him lots and uh, just happy for him to, that he's came out of the gates, just firing a puck in the net. And, and uh, made a nice pass their last game uh, in Washington too, to brass to, to Uh, get a goal as well so I'm just happy for him and and his family it's close to his parents that are in Connecticut which is a a couple hour drive so a lot of things just to um, just be positive about in his life so that's the main thing
0: where were you when you got the phone call that you were coming to Philly what were you doing do
2: you remember Uh, uh, yeah I was in Minnesota uh, in my previous life there with with my ex-wife and I was like oh my god I'm getting traded this is unreal and and uh, it, it was just like a, it was a 24-hour deal because i had to sign a contract before i actually got traded to philly and yeah and I was, I was same thing i was sad to leave but you know paul Holmgren was like we're gonna get danny briere we're gonna do this uh we try we're talking to chemo teaming in right now i he had the line we're trying to sign him and got draw-free loophole and he was telling us all these things he wanted to do and we're gonna we were last place last year we're gonna you know, we're going to run up the charts this year. And I was like, I'm all in, like, let's go. And, and, you know, flew there Like a couple of days later, found a place and uh, the rest is history. So it was pretty cool.
1: It's funny how like trades work like that. Like, is it true, Scott, where like you're in, in one side of your head, you're like, man, that team doesn't want me anymore. But then on the other side, you're like, there's a team that actually really wants me.
2: Yeah, it it happened when I got traded, uh, you know, from Philly to Columbus too. Um, uh, Columbus, uh, Jarmo Kekleinen wanted me bad and and Hex Hex don't want to get rid of me bad. So I was like, well, do you want to stay in a place where they hate you or or do you want to go to some place where you're wanted and uh, you're going to do great things, right? And uh, it's pretty simple. You don't want to be somewhere where you're going to be miserable and um, not, you know, he was threatening me but not playing and this and that and I was like whatever I'm like I'll I'll go somewhere change it up and so you gotta have that attitude in life where uh life throws you something you gotta deal with it and just run with it so So, this
0: is kind of like off course of anything we were supposed to be talking about on this podcast but I am curious and I feel like most people are curious when you get traded to Philly right and you do you have to like pick up your life and move obviously like a ton of guys had to this off season what is that process like? Does the team come to you and they're like, Hey, we're going to help you find a place. Look here, go there. These food spots are good. This is where you're going to want to go out at night. Like this is the fun part of town, whatever. Cause like Philly is kind of, I mean, it's a massive city and the different areas have such a distinct personality, whether you're in South Philly or old city or center city or Northeast Philly or whatever. like, it's, it's such an interesting place. And then obviously there's Haddonfield and all of that over there, but like, how does that actually go for players?
2: boy, well, uh, all of a sudden I got traded and there was like four or five realtor cards on my doorstep in Nashville saying, Hey, I'll sell your house for you. I'll sell I'll show you everyone wants the commission. Right. It's like, okay, you know, I'll use the team guy that I used, uh, that I bought my house with. Right. So that's, that's number one. You got all these vultures wanting a PCN. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I talked to a bunch of guys you know, Mike Richards, where you live and Scotty Upshaw, they were all kind of living down in old city. And so anyways, uh, kind of went down there and, uh, we actually looked in Haddonfield and Cherry Hill and stuff. And then we decided to uh, live the city life for, for a little while. And um, anyway, then got divorced and all that stuff. But uh, best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> but, but anyway, it was, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, just living in the city was so cool. And Philly was awesome. Just the restaurants and the, the bar scene. And, and uh, we had a lot of fun while, uh, while I played there uh, in Philly. And I uh, don't regret a thing. No, it is. Fun. It's
0: definitely fun.
1: Yeah. yeah I, no, I was just going to say, I know you'll it be, it is. I
0: mean, like, if I, I don't want to dime Scott out on anything that like we talk about behind the scenes upstairs that we were like joking about. We always talk about life stuff off air. And he was like, get your first marriage out of the way. That one's not that fun anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: see your second one's always better. Uh, always yeah. better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look out. Austin. Thanks,
0: uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He does pre and post game, and then he coaches me through life and yeah. the, during the commercial breaks. It's, it's funny. I,
2: I it's do so I funny. do what I can with you, Taryn. It's not easy, but I try. So.
0: Charges me by the hour
1: to be yeah. my life coach. Yeah. Uh, he does it all, and he'll be on the ice for the alumni game next Monday, November 15th. We can't wait for it. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us to talk about it. Um, cannot wait to hear your pre and post game live analysis moving forward. But, yeah, thanks a ton. Really always enjoy talking to you thanks jordan thanks taryn see you guys flyers talk is brought to you by great Railing. stop into great railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing decking and fencing needs taryn always great hearing from scott hartnell there's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you
3: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
1: Seems like you guys are best of friends. Uh, (laughs) um, But seriously, awesome hearing from him. Awesome to hear his life advice for you as well. But uh, what a guy and really excited to see him play in that alumni game. And fans, again, you can... Get to that alumni game. We, we have a ticket giveaway. Go to our Instagram page at NBCS Philly. The contest is running right now as we speak up until Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Head to that page and you will find out how you could possibly win tickets to the alumni game. Taryn, you're yeah, Darian Hatch is
0: trying to check Scott Hartnell into those boards hard. So you want to see it in person? Because I, <laughs> I, I I don't know how much video there will be from this. This is like a you have to go to see it type of game. So I will be going to see it, yeah. and having a good time. Come hang out with me, Jordan. Are you going?
1: I will be there. I'll probably have a story off of it. So come uh, hang yeah, out I'll with me there. and Jordan. There we go. And
0: watch some great Flyers hockey with some former, some former Flyers players across many decades. Some of whom I'm a little bit scared of, like what Scott's going to try to do. Like I, I feel like Scott's going to end up just like trying to go five hole on it on somebody who played from like the early '80s, <laughs> and I'm just like. So so we'll see. I mean, Scott said he's not practiced at all, and I'm sure he won't practice (laughs) for the game. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Sorry if there's just random ramblings of us, but we really all, we have a great time here at NBC Sports Philly. So I'm glad you guys got a sneak peek of what it's really like to work with uh, me and Scott and Jordan. So
1: that's all I got. (laughs) A real fun podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And again, check out the Instagram page for that ticket giveaway. And we hope you enjoy the alumni game coming up next week. Uh, very fun event for fans. All ticket proceeds, as we mentioned, go to Flyers Charities, Flyers Alumni. Uh, if you want to hear more about who's playing and what else is available uh, on that night, go to NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. We have a story with all the details as well. So, Taryn Hatcher, thank you so much, as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. A big thanks again to Scott Hartnell for joining us. A big-time thanks as well to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Five stars. Five stars. Rate, but rate with five stars.
0: Please. Thank you.